BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. Thank you for listening to this DuPont Media production available on all major podcast platforms. This is Rod Peterson On Demand. No! We are airing in Boston, Chicago, New York, Philadelphia, Washington, D.C. How about that? Washington, Oregon, Idaho, California, Arizona, Colorado, Oklahoma, Florida, Mississippi, Alabama, Georgia, South Carolina, Tennessee, Kentucky, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Indiana, Vermont, Maine. I'm everywhere, man. (laughs) This is the Rod Peterson Show. It is... And we're on the road again. Gray Eagle Resort and Casino, the place to be today and every day with the RP Show. Don't mind me. I was just mixing my Nespresso in the break because it's still morning out here. Uh, Howdy to all our friends in eastern Canada and the eastern time zone because I know I got messages from our Florida viewers. They're enjoying it. They're enjoying the hockey talk. And we are coming live from the Gray Eagle Resort and Casino. Gray Eagle Resort. Um, let's bring in the moose. You can hear him loud. There he is. Uh, Darren Moose DuPont. I will get to your comments in a moment, everybody. Everybody's awake. They're alive. They got pep in their step, Mm. as my mom would say. Um, Jeff, the Stamps fan, says, best flame ever was my former neighbor, Bob McMillan. Oh, as long as we're in Calgary and we're in Calgary Entertainment Destination Eagle, we're going to be talking about a lot of Calgary things. But we did a tour of the Saddle Dome before the game, and I said to Darren, when we talk about best flames ever, it's a shame. It's a shame. There's like, from what I could see, unless I've completely missed it, zero reference to or memories of Theron Fleury in the facility. Unless it's scratched on the wall in the bathroom stall, you know, on the door. Theo Fleury is my favorite. Um, there's no mention of him anywhere in those. And I think, hey, we we don't all leave organizations acrimoniously, but a lot of us do. People like Theo and I. And it's kind of a shame. And I looked up at the rafters and you saw the retired numbers of Lanny McDonald, Mike Vernon. I think they were the only two. Um, Again, La. Is, is Iggy's is up, was out? Okay, I believe sorry. so. I, I think so. But I think. I think statistically, Theo had a better career, and I darn sure know that he won a Stanley Cup here. It's just unfortunate, but that's been the Flames and Theo. I don't know. Again, we all have our things. You just hope that people can get past certain stuff. I'm enjoying very much just being here, um, watching the Edmonton thing. I'm not chortling about what went down yesterday at the Oilers practice like a lot of the people here 
and anybody that doesn't like the Edmonton Oilers, because I like the Edmonton Oilers, I like the Calgary Flames, trying to prove that it's possible to like both. But our poll question today is regarding the number one topic in this country today, if I may, certainly in hockey, for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center, who do you support in Pissygate? And you must have heard the uh, Hall of Fame reporter Jim Matheson saying to Leon Dreisaitl, why are you so pissy? That was a segment, that was a comment out of a two-minute back and forth, and my vote uh, is for neither. Those are the options. Do you support Dreisaitl? Do you support the reporter? Do you res- neither or both? I, res- I support neither. I think it was just kind of silly. Um, but the majority are supporting Leon Dreisaitl. I want to say one other thing here. Jeff, the Stamps fan, says, so, Rod, what's your assessment of the Saddledome after tour, after your tour? I covered that last hour. You need a new rink. You obviously just joined us. You need a new rink. I get it. I came into the wink, r- week saying you don't. I'm left there last night saying you do. So let's make it happen. But we covered that already. And for those that have been here for two hours, I'm not going to cover it again. Um, Janet, the 4C, says, what about Kipper? What about Kipper? His number's not retired, I don't think. Was there not? I got, I took a photo of it. Yeah, I know. I pulled it up. I think it's just the three guys. You know, I'm looking at it now. Iggy, well, Martin, Lanny McDonald. But they're, like, I'm looking up here at the, at the uh, banners, and it's McDonald, again, Laverne, and I think those are retired numbers. But Al McKinnis and Joe Newendike kept banners up there, too. And their photos are on. It's not the same banner as, as again, Liz and McDonald's. And Vernon's, but they've got Al McGinnis and Joe Newendike raised to the rafters too. But there's still nothing there for Theo. No, there is at all. Or Mika Kippersoff. So there's clearly something there. And what I'm looking at, I'm still trying to find the photo of me and Vic Router. I guess it's what? These young people. It's on our Instagram. Here it is. I found it. Count them up. One, two, three. Vic Router sounds like uh, the Count Sesame Street. I'll send you this. We went to taco time yesterday, and the, the nice gal at Chinook Center was squirting the hot sauce into the Dixie Cup, five of them, and he matched it to Vic Router, <laughs> calling a curling game oh. on TSN. It's hilarious. Because you can see, there it is. Count them up. And uh, I should have put this in the video, but I didn't. I added it to our Instagram story, and I said, Vic Router, Vic Router's side hustle, calling taco time uh, orders. So that was fun to see him in the mall. <coughs> um, really. So, I do want to get around to football, but I knew, because I can smell a controversy like a fart in a car, I knew this is what people are going to want to talk about. So, Ryan H. watching on YouTube says, hey, Rod, how does an incident like Pissygate impact the locker room? Will that fire up the Oilers? Hold on to that. Remember that. Okay. From John and Edmonton says, Rod can hold a fundraiser to help Calgary get a new arena. Might do that. Is he being sarcastic? Interesting. Why? Why not help out? I'm all about helping. You should try it. Uh, Dan O'Connor, watching. Oh no, it's sorry, it's Dan S. I got it. He goes. Connor is ah. the captain. He needs to field these questions and do a lot better when interviewed. He doesn't rep the team very well when he speaks. Locker room presence. Maybe that's why they got. Duncan Keith, too. Um, I'm, I'm going to put that aside for a second. Other, th- other than Stacey Champagne, 
watching from Actas Television World Headquarters, says, does Jim Matheson get comment of the week? Sounds like he could use some taco time. LOL. Um, listen, <laughs> how does it impact the locker room? They don't care. Oh, so you got into it with a reporter, huh? <laughs> if they're getting along, which it sounds to me like maybe not all the order even getting along. Right. I don't think that I don't think this train is coming out of the and nobody has told me where or why or how the Oilers season went right off the track. Nobody's been able to pinpoint the spot. And you know why that is, Darren? It's still going off the track. It's not done yet. It's you're like literally in the middle of it. Even though they've had a pause because of COVID and haven't played as many games as they should have. That's the kind of thing that you don't necessarily even notice until the end of the year. And you look back and go, that was the time. That was the game. I've said it many times on this show. You can pinpoint where a, where a team came together. You can pinpoint where a team came apart. But I haven't necessarily watched the orders closely enough to say, that's the, that right there. Unless it was a really slow accumulation of events. You know what I mean? And that's possible, too. No, you're right. I don't know. Like, I'm okay, so it's good. I was in a really bad car accident a number of years ago. Really bad. And I slid off the road. Is that what affecting your back now, you think? Maybe. I know I've had shoulder, lingering shoulder injuries, but you, I slid off the road into the ditch, and it was full of snow. And you thought, okay, I'm upright. I'm in the snowbank. That's it. And then all of a sudden, wango, I hit an approach. Like an approach. Car launched, rolled, right? The point is, you never know when this is over, right? You said the car's in the ditch. That's it. Let's get it back on the road. They might not be done yet. We don't know if the car is at a standstill yet and ready to be pulled out or if there's still more destruction to come for the Oilers. But they got to find a way to stop this thing, reset, get back onto the road. Because and we if, know they're a good team. If it was that easy, they would have. But I wish that we had a camera on our conversation here after the show yesterday. I won't say with whom. Um, and it's, my mind just went to another spot. The orders are what the orders are. They're not playing tonight either. I, let me go on record as saying I don't think they're going to come out of it. And to answer your question, they, they, they don't care in the dressing room about a spat between a player and a corner. Trust me, don't. If anything, they will, I think, support the player in that dressing. But I don't know how popular he is or isn't. But on the Calgary Arena thing, because it's really got people talking here, and I was thinking about this in the break when I was shaking the dew off my lily. Don in Ottawa, or has, I guess he's back in the sweatpants capital now, wrote in and said, the Flames owners can pay on their own if they want a new ring. Well, why should they? It's Canada. We have our hand out all the time and usually get it. You look at your beloved Rough Riders. $280 million stadium. The team put in like fifty million, I think. I think the uh, provincial and civic governments put in a hundred million and eighty million for ten games a year. Ten, and we were supposed to be having world class events. We might have NFL preseason game. How'd that go? Oh wait, the Riders blocked it. When's the last concert they had in there? I'll wait. And I know a lot of that has to do with COVID, but they play this year without restrictions for half a season, remember? Mm-hmm. Oh, wait, it's different when it's not your team. Is that, is that what we're getting at? 
So again, I came into this week going, wow, I've gone to the saddle home. It's been great. I've loved it for years. Then I start talking to, I go to, and I get it now. And it reminds me of the old Taylor Field where so many people would across, we get a point. It's 11-11. Oh, it's 11-11? Mountain? Mountain. Rod's on a roll. Rod's on a rant. And thank you, Cousin Christine in Medicine Hat for pointing it out that it's 11-11. They like my comment about the dew and the lily. Yeah. It's from a movie. What movie was that? Can anybody tell me what movie that was from? And the reason I looked at my phone and saw it was 11-11 yeah. is I was trying to pull up the poll I think you put up on our Instagram story. 75% now um, yes, they need saying that yes, they need a new arena. Yeah, I'm in the middle of my soliloquy here. Uh, Jennifer watching from the Four Seasons, she says, it was the Eagles, I believe, the year the Pats hosted the Memorial Cup. It was either the Eagles or Guns N' Roses. I was at both. I can't remember which was which. It's one of those two. Mm-hmm. That might have even been the same year. But anyways, point being, you don't really know unless you're on the inside. And you can say that about anything. It doesn't deter us from sports talk to have our opinions on things that we don't necessarily know about. God knows, have you ever watched CNN? It's never stopped them. But anyways, people would come to Taylor and they would say, oh, what a great, we don't need a new stadium. This place is wonderful. It's iconic. I remember this one group of young boys or men were driving from Victoria to Halifax in a van, a Scooby-Doo van. And they stopped at Taylor Field one day. My mom was working in the Riders store. I was talking to my mom in the Riders store and I was the voice of the Riders. These guys get out of this Scooby-Doo van and they're like, we're driving from coast to coast, stopping at iconic places in Canada. Can we go out and see the field? I said, let's go. Bob's your uncle. Uh, we went out. I had the key to the padlock, believe it or not, back then. That's how it used to be, Moose. These guys ran up to the turf at Taylor Field, took their shoes off, and ran around in their bare feet or socks. That's the regard with which they held the turf at Taylor Field. Oh. But I still wanted, I'm like, if they're going to implode this place, I'll light this stick of dynamite, okay? Because if, as I've said many times, every time I went into the broadcast booth, there was a dead rat or dead pigeon on my desk. There was water leaking everywhere from the ceilings. It was a dump. But when you only go there nine times a year or less, you don't see that. I saw it. The players saw it. We couldn't wait to get rid of that place. And same as the saddle home here now. So for anybody to come in like I did from the outside and say, oh, they don't need it. It's not that bad. I didn't know what I was talking about. But at least the Calgary people were cool enough to pull me aside and go, here's, here's the deal. Did you get the sense they weren't trying to sell me on anything, Darren? Right? No. The only thing they were trying to sell me on is that there's a 4A beef. I wasn't uh, on that one. <laughs> but as far as they need a new arena, they need a new arena. Yeah, unfortunately they do. You know, and you're starting to see things like the roof's not holding up and all of the things you look up here. I mean, there's so much hanging from a ceiling for events, right? You got a big score clock hanging from the building. You want to see if you can get a bigger one to kind of rival what they have in Edmonton. There's not enough uh, support. Like, you can't put enough weight uh, connected to the ceiling. Bigger concerts are starting to pass by and go to Edmonton instead. So you do need a new arena. But, man, is it a cool, unique venue. And I just, I'm sad that we don't have these uh, venues anymore. Or we're losing them. Um, I'm just, I'm checking the viewer comments here. The leader in the clubhouse is still Randy from Cochrane, Alberta. And he said, 
he's corrected me. He said it was Novak. Djokovic. That's what Novak. Uh, not Novak. Uh, and just to go furthermore, although I know that fans and viewers really love the arena discussion. At least in Edmonton, you can say you have the nicest rink in the NHL. You, you can say that. Yeah. So there's that. Um, Chris is watching in Keg City, Ontario. He says, Iverwind Stadium was old and iconic, but it was so outdated and falling apart. City of Hamilton made a huge investment into Tim Hortons Field for multiple uses and economic spinoffs. Yes, but it was the Commonwealth Games, right? They got mostly government funding for that stadium. Why shouldn't the Flames? The new city, Las Vegas Raiders, was publicly funded. Believe me, I was was an intimate level, but I have intimate knowledge of it because the Golden Knights were like, wait a minute. We paid for our rank. They don't have to pay for theirs. Oh, it's great. You're a hockey team. This is the NFL, right? Yeah, right. It's America, okay? That's why. They in Winnipeg. They want to talk about their Jets. Uh, let me come back because we got to take a break here. We'll talk about that. They want to talk about Zach Pellers being a free agent. And we'll talk a little more about these NFL divisional playoffs. We are going to have a watch party here in Calgary. Down. Come on down to Calgary. We got the smoke. And we're going to watch NFL games with you people from Calgary. We'll be back. You are watching the RP Show on the Game Plus Television Network, YouTube Live, and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rob Peterson show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. It is the RP show. Seeing red live in Calgary. And we're going to be here a while. Hour 2 is brought to you by Original 16 Beer, brewed in Saskatchewan, made with premium Saskatchewan ingredients. Original 16 is unfiltered for peak flavor. We've got breaking news from the Canadian Elite Basketball League. The Saskatchewan Rollers have signed Dean Demopoulos as their new head coach for the upcoming 2022 season. Demopoulos becomes the first CEBL head coach who has experience in the NBA. His career started at Temple University as an assistant coach for 17 years, served as an NBA assistant coach for 12 seasons with the Seattle Supersonic, Portland Trailblazers, and L.A. Clippers. He became the only NBL head coach to debut with an undefeated and first-place record. Welcome to the CBL and the Saskatchewan Rattlers. <laughs> Dean Demopoulos. What would we call it? Where does Snake hang out? The, the, welcome the to pit. the pit. The pit. Welcome to the pit, Dean. Yeah. And thank you to the Saskatchewan Rattlers for alerting us. You said you saw the release earlier. I just saw it. They DM'd yeah. the show account. That's, a, that's exciting, you know, to get a coach with NBA experience like that to want to come and, and take on a team like this in the summertime and, and try and get them back uh, on top. We know they won the first ever CEBL championship and tough year last for the Rattlers. So uh, Dean's Ooh. got a, a challenge in front of him, but that's exciting. We did not see the bottom following out uh, the way that it did. Uh, Moose brought me a bunch of things. He brought me the breaking news bell. He brought me my gong. Thank you. John Ohm is up in Winnipeg. Ohm. I just haven't read his comments yet. 
and we want to, he also brought me the gift package from Tough Tribe. If you're noticing how much my lid shines, mm-hmm. because I've been updated, I've got even more Tough Tribe. And it was designed to meet the unique demands of clean professional grooming. The warm scent of a gentleman shampoo teams up with an invigorating cool peppermint conditioner. Top that off with a little beard and hair pomade to start your day feeling fresh and confident. Available today at toughtribeformen.com. That's the number four, toughtribeformen.com and Amazon Canada. Order yours today. You will not be disappointed. I want to say one more thing before we talk about bowel. I see Pink's, one of our P1s, says, let's go to Calgary to watch NFL. I think it's going to happen. Well, what's today, Wednesday? We got Thursday and Friday to promote the locale of where we're going to have our watch party for NFL divisional playoffs, but it will be Sunday. Just so you know, I said to, to Darren, this might be, no, well, I think it is the best sports city in Western Canada, potentially all of Canada, because they got NHL, CFL, NLL, WHL, CTL, yep. Canadian Premier League, the Cal- Cal- Cavalry. All they're missing is CEBL, which they have a team coming, I think. Well, if they don't, they will before long. Yeah, Montreal's got the latest expansion team. Yeah. But I'm just kind of sitting back going, whoa. We talk about the sweatpants capital, the rectangle, the NHL's Bermuda Triangle. We've got our sport, but not to the degree that this city has. And, and Toronto will still obviously be regarded as the greatest sport city in the country because it's got NBA, MLB. It's got everything except NFL, which it probably never will. And that's a wonderful segue into this weekend's topic, uh, or this topic here, what's left of this segment, and that is the National Football League in Calgary and its popularity. Front cover of the Calgary Sun. The the front cover of the Calgary Sun was Rob Gronkowski spiking the ball. You saw? Yes. Does anybody else see that? I don't think there's been a day that the Regina Leader Post for Saskatoon Star Phoenix has had an NFL photo on the cover. I'm not joking. Um, it's a concern. And I think it was StubHub sent out a release a couple of years ago that said the number one region for ticket sales for the NFL for StubHub was Alberta. And I just got to, if, listen, if you're the Calgary Stampeders and you come and you're Huff, because Huff seems like a guy that still reads the paper to me. Doesn't he to you? Yeah, he does. Come to the office, picks up the paper, grabs his coffee, and he sees Gronk on the cover of the Calgary Sun. Now, Huff has worked in the NFL, won a Super Bowl with the 03 Patriots, as we have discerned. Maybe Huff's not the best example. Um, Stan Schwartz, the Hall of Fame Stampeders executive. Another guy that would probably, looks like a guy that would read the paper. Yeah. Pick up the bomb, wow, great googly woogly. Would, 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 would that's what I would think his reaction would. Be. Yeah. If you're the Stan Peters in the CFL, how do you do you stop that landslide? I'm talking Calgary specifically because I don't know what where Edmonton and the NFL rates. I just know that the NFL, for whatever reason, seems to have made major inroads into this town. Yeah, and it's happening everywhere because you know I feel like a broken record, but the borders don't exist. We're such a North American climate now canada and the u.s have almost blended together to be one and you know it's about what's interesting to people you know what's going to draw people to pick up that newspaper what's going to draw people to read it and if we're interested if we're getting nfl on our televisions and on our phones and on our radios and and everywhere we consume content it should be in the newspaper too right if we're going to 
get people to pick it up. Now, from a Calgary Stampeder point of view, it's a little concerning, absolutely. But it just means that you have to do newsworthy things to get people talking about you, get people to the games, right? And to get people, if you're going to the games and people are talking about you, then it's naturally going to be in the, in the news media. So I, it's a tough task, but it's all about creating buzz. Jeff, the Stamps, uh, sorry, Jeff Ellis in Winnipeg says, great googly moogly, LOL. You know where that came from. The, it was just the other day they had the, maybe it was American Sports Center I was watching, the top 10 gaff. Okay. And one was the guy painting teeth in the end zone in Kansas City. He spelled gaff. Uh, yeah. Remember? And one of the players runs by and puts his arm around him. He goes, looks great. Who are the chefs? And the guy, it's that old guy. He's like, oh, googly moogly. <laughs> <laughs> That's what made me think of it. Uh, the Winnipeggers. And by the way, kudos to the Jets for earning a point last night in Washington against a very good team that are on the cusp of our top five. The Jets battled back, got a point on the road. I still think that they could be fine. But I see, you know, Winnipeg is a little bit of its own distinct society. Right? Uh, Oleg's watching. He says, Winnipeg is perfect for me, for him. Don't need to compete with any other city. All cities are good. Yeah, but you would kind of like to have a rivalry, wouldn't you? Like, this Calgary-Edmonton thing is fun. I mean, we have spent significant time in both cities, not just in the last few months, but over the year. The hate. Oh, mm -hmm. I respect the hell out of it. And I just wonder, Winnipeg doesn't have that. The Jets have never really had a historic rivalry. Theirs was with the Oilers. And it's not a rivalry if the other team doesn't consider you in one with them. From an Edmonton perspective, they don't think of that. No. And the only reason they had a rivalry and they hated him was because they couldn't beat them. And now, you know, Canuck God is watching on YouTube. He says, if Saskatoon can actually have an NLL team, I can't see why Winnipeg couldn't. The only reason they wouldn't is maybe their arena's too busy. You already got the Jets and the Moose in there, and God knows what else. Yeah. Second busiest venue in North America. Not number one. L.A. Formerly Staples Center is the most busiest venue in America, but apparently, uh, North America, apparently what is number two. But one, one thing at a time. I mean, I've talked to those NLL expansion committee. And what have they said, Darren? They've said, uh, there are no Canadian markets on the dock. No. They're like, we're like Vegas, San Diego, Philadelphia. That's where they're looking. Yeah, they're looking to grow in, in bigger markets. Winnipeg's a, an interesting one. Because, you know, what is there, a million people? No, there's less than a million people in Winnipeg. Right? Like 800,000? 800,000. I, I believe. Yeah. Um, it's tough. You know, you've already got the Blue Bombers. You've already got the Winnipeg Jets. You've got the, the Manitoba Moose. You've got the Winnipeg Ice. There's a lot of, of demand there, and there's a lot of competition for your attention. You know, even though the, the Bombers don't overlap in terms of the season, it's still a lot of attention and, and a lot of competition. So that's... It's an interesting one, and it's a tough one. I am just glad for so many reasons that I don't work in full-time anymore, one of which is selling tickets. And I'll just use the Calgary Stampeders for an example. You could throw the Hitmen in there, and quite frankly, probably the Flames too. When you get out here and realize how much there is to do, this is what I, this, my mind went blank when we went to uh, air for hour two here, brought to you by Great Western Original 16. But I'm back on track now, Moose. What did we say the other day? Where we come from, 
And a third of this province, Alberta, does too, and that is Saskatchewan. The rush bristle at this, but all we really have is that football team. The rush are only in their sixth season. The Rough Riders are in their 112th season. But it's all we really have. We're not going to the mountains, okay? We're not. There's a lot of competition for your dollar. And that's the thing with down in South Florida where I was for a period of months. There's <laughs> so much to do. And they still fill the Dolphin Stadium and uh, the hockey arena as Tampa Bay is for sure. The more there is to do, the tougher your job would be for a sport team. Yeah, the population down there helps support a lot of it. You have to right. consider that too. Just because they're a big city and you know Winnipeg's a big city doesn't mean you can have all the same things. Saskatoon's a world-class city, but it just doesn't have a world-class population like it like it's growing it doesn't have the numbers right it's three hundred thousand, so it just can't support a professional team you know in terms of numbers you think about yourself i mean i want to buy season tickets i can't buy season tickets to two or three or four organizations i pick one i'm going to buy season tickets especially if i got a family so it's hard to spread your money around and and compete for tickets even if uh, the seasons don't overlap and that's why i say i'm a little fearful from a cfl standpoint that they are falling behind because as far as the marketing machine of the NFL goes in a town like this, it's not going to be easy. And in Saskatoon, they say, and I've heard it, they say, well, we're going to be 500,000 people by the year 2035. Right. That's the one thing. And then the other person said, it goes, yeah, but they're all going to be Chinese. They're all immigrants. They're not going to the games right now. If you look at the demographic, they're not going to the games. Are you marketing to the new people? Then maybe you have a chance. But don't just magically say our population is almost double so they're naturally they're going to you're not cloning sports happening so that's yeah that, that's hard for for cities and i was man i to see this happen um cyborg comes to attention Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all content may have missed. Broadcasting live from Calgary. Saddle home last night. It's a place to be where the Flames beat the Florida Panthers 5-1. Apologizing for the uh, tech issues, but we're good to roll now, I believe. We are live at Grey Eagle Resort and Casino, Calgary's entertainment destination. Pam Tillis and Lori Morgan coming February 11th. We'll Grey Eagle Lori Resort Morris. and Casino. Argo's announcing their head coaching staff or their coaching staff for 2022 this morning. We'll get to that coming up a little later on because we're going to talk NFL now as we bring in our NFL insider, as foremost, on the four down game, Lang and Jim. There was one upset out of six games last weekend. You called it. San Francisco 49ers winning at Dallas in a game, 23 17, a game that flattered the Cowboys' score. You really knew that was going to happen, didn't you? Well, I did because of Debo Samuel. I did because of the defense. Now, I didn't think losing Nick Bosa uh, was going to happen in the game. That's the biggest thing for the 49ers going into this weekend's matchup against Green Bay is Nick Bosa. He 
did not practice yesterday. He not clear concussion protocol. It was a pretty scary head injury that he suffered, and he is a special defensive player. But the way Kyle Shanahan has the 49ers playing, the way Debo Samuel is utilized as a receiver and a running back and a quarterback at times, I knew that was going to give the Cowboys headaches. What I did not expect is how seemingly unprepared Mike McCarthy seemed in crunch time in the game and the lack of knowledge of the team and the Cowboys and the offense about a basic rule in football that an official, the umpire, has to touch the ball before it's snapped. And, and I know it's been broken down like the Zabruder film, but if Dak Prescott stops five yards short of where he's running, he still has plenty of field and lots of room to work for a Hail Mary for a last play because he's got the arm to do it. And he stops, looks to the official, hands the official the ball. They down it, they clock it. They have at least one, probably two seconds left of the clock. I mean, there was, there was no question. I mean, Tony Romo called it right away. says, the game's over. You have. They were trying to snap the ball and the official's trying to scramble to touch it. That's... I mean, how does that happen? Of all the ways for the Cowboys to lose that game, I can't believe that was the way it happened for them. I really can't, Rod. I can, as a Cowboys <laughs> fan, and just the way things have happened. No, I can't pin it all on Mike McCarthy. But let me just say this. Jesse Palmer's called for the removal of Mike McCarthy. Thinks it should happen and will. Nick Lewis on this show yesterday, and he's a Cowboys fan, said the same thing. I've wa- I didn't want him hired in the first place. Do you think on the sidelines for Dest next year? I, Jerry Jones, that he's going to put another year. I, I, I don't think Jerry likes to admit he's made a mistake. Jerry doesn't like to admit that he made a wrong call about something, and he's stubborn to a fault. And at all points right now, as far as I'm concerned, is Mike McCarthy's back. Unless something really crazy happens in the next few weeks, McCarthy will be back with the Dallas Cowboys because, you know, Jerry thinks, hey, this is the team and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, he's always, you know, the Cowboys. Look at they have gotten great young pieces on that football team, without question. There is some great talent there. They should have. I mean, I, I mean, I mean, I called the 49ers to win the game because of the way they were playing and the physicality of the team. Now, to me, if Dallas had played another team in the postseason, if they'd gotten the Eagles, they would have won it easy. You know, the Eagles were just not prepared for the postseason this year. But, I mean, you can't pick and choose your opponent in the postseason. So sometimes you face a team like the 49ers in the playoffs. And Shan had the game plan. The team was better prepared to play and win in the matchup. Yeah, comes down to coaching. I don't think Jerry's afraid to burn money at all, but he's afraid to admit that he made a mistake. Good call on that, Joe. The L.A. Rams, they looked as good as they could be, I think, Monday night. Or is it because they were beating, they were playing an Arizona team that wasn't as good as we thought? The Rams, to me, looked like they could be NFC champions. Well, I mean, this is the Rams team that was envisioned at the beginning of the season, Rod. What we saw Monday in their win against Arizona was Von Miller, vintage Von Miller, when he was at his peak in Denver. He has six sacks in his last five games. He's been an absolute terror in the backfield. It wasn't just the sacks. It was the tackles for losses. It was disrupting plays. And now when Tampa starts looking at the game film, they have to game plan for Von Miller and Tristan Wirfs, their big offensive tackle, is really hobbled with a bad ankle, is probably doubtful if he plays, he's going to be playing well of 100%. And trying to keep Von Miller out of the face of Tom Brady in that game is going to be a real challenge because offensively, I don't think anyone had any worries about the Rams' ability to score points, not with Cooper Cup, not with Stafford, not with Cam Akers healthy, not with Odell Beckham Jr., but it's the defense. And 
Now Aaron Donald's got this compliment and Von Miller, you can't double Aaron Donald all day and put a offensive lineman on the island on the outside with Von Miller. He's going to eat you up. So how they handle Von Miller is going to be very, very interesting from a, a strategic standpoint for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and their offense, especially they're a bit banged up on the offensive line and trying to keep Tom Brady protected. But I couldn't agree more. Yes, Arizona went into a bit of a tailspin at the end of the year. But the L.A. Rams defense suffocated the Cardinals offense from the first series and did not allow them a single thing. They were aggressive, pressure, uh, didn't allow anything. They didn't give them a glimpse, a hope of any semblance that they were going to get any offense going, getting any confidence in the game. They took their will to win and demolished it early in that game. And by the time um, Kyler Murray threw that desperation, I don't know what he was thinking to save the safety three-yard pick six, the game was over. Bucks favored by three. And by the way, to our viewers, betregal.ca has introduced the RP Show promo code. Drop the promo code RP22. Get 22 free dollars to play with this weekend on NFL Divisional Playoff Games at betregal.ca. Promo code is RP22. And up today. I got so many to get uh, to with you, Jim. The Bills at the Chiefs. Is there any chance of an upset? This Bills mafia has got me thinking that it could happen. What do you think? Well, I don't think it's an upset if the Bills win. I mean, to me, this is the closest game of the weekend of the four matchups. The the Bills have built for this for a number of years, and and everything they've done has been built to this point. And for for Josh Allen to have the game he did in, in that, I mean, unbelievably cold conditions in Buffalo, five touchdowns, just demolishing Bill Belichick and a Patriots team that has had the Bills number for 20 years. To do that is a huge step for the Bills organization. So they go into Kansas City and knowing they've got a great quarterback, a great defense. They've got um, decent special teams. They match up well against Kansas City. I, I think Micah Hyde and Tremaine Edmonds will do well against Travis Kelsey. But it's, I mean, you've got two quarterbacks coming off five touchdown games. You can't ask for more than that. Football fan, a read the last year's AFC Championship game. And uh, to me, if the Bills win, it's not an upset. It's going to be a very, very close game. Now, Kansas City has everything in place to win the game, but this is going to come down to a few snaps of the ball either way because they're so evenly matched and both quarterbacks are playing so well over the last couple of weeks. Chiefs favored by two. Titans favored by three and a half at home against the Cincinnati Bengals. You seem like a real believer in the Titans. Do you think they could go all the way? They so could. And actually, just before I came on, Henry spoke to the media in Tennessee for the first time since the end of October. He had a full contact practice yesterday. He came away feeling good. So everything's pointing to him being in the lineup, starting. And they're not even talking about limiting his snaps as a, as a running back in the backfield for the Titans. So if you're a Titans fan and you went 6-2, and two, I believe, without um, Derrick Henry in the lineup, and you're about to get Derrick Henry, who basically almost won the NFL rushing title in half a season. Back lineup against a Cincinnati team that's only so-so against the run. That's really good. Now, here's where, where things get really interesting. I think Kevin Byard and Harold Landry on the defense of the Titans. My goodness, Joe Burrow is fairly unflappable, and his connection with Jamar Chase is special. So I'm, I'm really big on Tennessee. I, I think it's fantastic that they're getting 
Derrick Henry back and they're at home, but Cincinnati is going to make this more of a game that I think some people feel. It wasn't a fluke that they won against the Raiders last week. This is a team on the rise. Even if Cincinnati loses this game, they go into the offseason knowing, let's just load up on the offensive line in some complementary positions and key positions on defense. But the core of the offense, the core of the team, it is in place there. I mean, Cincinnati is poised to be a very good and dangerous playoff team in the AFC for years to come with Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase. So I, again, this is like this is not a, a slam dunk, but for Tennessee by any means. And I'm sure that Mike Vrabel is pounding it into the heads of his players all week that look at the game fill of the last, look what Burrow and Chase have done the last few weeks in the NFL. We can't just roll our helmets out there and expect to win because we're the number one seed, not by a long shot. So I'm just, I'm fascinated to see how often they use Derrick Henry earlier in the game how effective he is. If he starts ripping off five, six, seven-yard runs early, uh, I think Cincinnati is going to go, uh-oh, it's going to be a long day because if he's in that kind of run where he's running strong, running physical, giving stiff arms, uh, getting yards after contact, uh, the old Derrick Henry's back, and and that's going to be big, big for the Titans all the way to the AFC. I got to sprinkle in a couple viewer comments. Jennifer says, I'm hoping for the matchup Rams-Packers. Rodgers owns Stafford. Boy, Aaron's pretty rich. He owns the Bears. Owns Matt Stafford. But that's the Detroit Lions, Matthew Stafford. Ryan McCarthy, we have two minutes. I got two questions for you. Ryan in New York says, a question for Jim. Are other teams starting to figure out Connor Murray and Cliff Kingsbury? Well, yeah, and they lost DeAndre Hopkins, too. So they're figuring him out, and they lost their offensive receiving weapon. It changed their offense when Hopkins got injured. And, you know, this is... To go in such a tailspin down the stretch, that's going to be tough in the offseason for the Cardinals. They're going to have to look at some things and what went wrong and what they have to change because they didn't just lose that game. They got, I mean, they weren't even in the game. It wasn't even close. After the first quarter, the game was over. You could have just hit the LA freeway and gone home. You didn't need to stay to the end. So that's my concern for the Arizona Cardinals. I really like as they had that great stretch through September into early November, and then when the weather got colder, they just disappeared. So that's something they have to address. I, I mean, I still think there's a lot of good pieces to the Arizona Cardinals, and I like Kyler Murray, but they have to really do some evaluation of that football team and see what pieces they need to add in the offseason because they just can't allow a team with that much talent to have that kind of like last three, four weeks of the season and go down the toilet the way they did. Real fast, uh, Kevin Stefanski is logged in and says, Hello, chat. Hello, Kevin. Glad to have you with us. Um, as a Raiders fan, Jim, this is my last one. Monday, they fired the GM, Mike Mayock. What was your initial reaction as a Raiders fan? I, a little surprised. Um, I'm not sure what the direction is there. I think Rich Passacci earned a lot of brownie points within the Raiders locker room, and a lot of respect from the players for the way the team was held together through everything that happened in Las Vegas this year and all the off-field incidents and drama, and got them into the playoffs. And there's Max Crosby, got this talent, you got Darren Waller. There's a lot of good pieces in place with the Raiders. So if I'm Basachi, you're an interim coach. You know, Mark Davis is going to hire a GM. Well, the GM's going to go, I want to hire my coach. So it could be a really different front office coaching staff and maybe a new quarterback with the Raiders for next season, depending on what happens over the next month. Jim, wonderful visit. Enjoy the games. For Jim's latest NFL column, go to rodpeterson.com. And uh, yeah, bud, enjoy. thanks for the time, as always. Loving it. Yeah, you bet. Jim Lang, Jim Clubber Lang, joining us from the T-Dot.
Uh, when we come back, sports update. The Moose will join us for overtime. Some interesting things have gone on in Canadian sports this morning. We'll tell you all about it when we come back to Grey Eagle Resort and Casino right after this on Game Plus TV, YouTube Live, and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Episode number 677 comes to you live from Calgary. Not the Saddle Dome, but that's where we were last night. We're at Grey Eagle Resort and Casino. The Moose is with me. We've got some news this morning on this Wednesday, and we'll uh, spend a minute on that. Head coach Ryan Dinwiddie will have plenty of new faces on his 2022 Argos staff. It was announced this morning only linebackers coach Kevin Ivan and DB's coach Josh Bell returned. The newcomers include Mike Miller, who'll coach quarterbacks. Chris Sweet will coach the O-line. Pete Costanza will re- coach receivers and the be the passing game coordinator, and Harrison, the running back, quality control coach, William Field, secondary coach, Mickey Donovan, special teams coordinator. Earlier this month, the Argos had announced the hiring of Corey Mace as their defensive coordinator. And the Saskatchewan Rattlers of the Canadian Elite Basketball League have hired veteran NBA assistant Dean Demopoulos as their head coach for the upcoming CEBL season. Team president Brad Kraft said in a statement, the Rattlers are working their way back to our 2019 championship year. He is a Philadelphia product and originally uh, debuted in the NBA in 2001. Sports update for network.c and for Ben Cahoon's G2G Protein Bars. Welcome back, Moose. It's been a fun show today. We got a lot of hockey people and football people are going to roll up to the Great Eagle Racine, uh, Casino over the next couple of days and hang out. It's been a lot of fun here. Yeah. And it continues to be a lot of fun. Uh, it's been awesome. Great Eagle Resort and Casino. They have. Yeah, they really have. The red carpet's been rolled out and. It, it, it's fun, and I mean, we're. It feels like we've been here for a long time. Just we're just getting started. I just was the guest list for tomorrow. Brendan Parker. I was like, <gasps> I misread it. I thought it was somebody else. <laughs> Flames TV host Brendan Parker and Sportsnet's Ryan Leslie will be with us right here at Gray Eagle tomorrow. At least one of them will. The general in Calgary uh, says, "Go Flames, go! Let's get Clark in a Flames jersey." You think that'll ever happen? Ooh, wouldn't that be something? We'll find out. Yeah. Um, Dan Asham says, do you think the one-up Jets will make the playoff this year? Yes, I do. Because I had them predicted to be second in the Central. They've made their coaching change. They're getting better. I think the Jets will make the playoffs. Uh, maybe we'll talk a little more Winnipeg Jets in the program tomorrow. So long, Oleg says. Love you all. Thank you, Oleg. <laughs> John Ohm watching in uh, Winnipeg. Um, he says, I want a Calgary Flames jersey. It's still in the closet. Well, he's in Winnipeg. I get it. I get that. Why you would say that. Can't for exchange sure. for something. But you just wait. There's a, you know, maybe tomorrow's show, I will be sporting a Calgary Stampeders thermal mug here on the set. Because here at Grey Eagle this morning, I went down to the gift shop and I said, do you have any thermoses or mugs? Sold out. SRO, sold right out. Hot ticket item. Popular place. And the other thing, all the security have been very accommodating from the opening night when I got here on Saturday. I didn't have my QR code ready to go, but I printed vaccination certificate and I showed it at the door. They all put their heads together in a huddle, the security guys, and the oldest guy of them all says he's from Saskatchewan. Let him in. (laughs) That's how it started. But this morning, Lucian, 
He had never seen me before. He's like, you can't take that bag in there. You can't take that coffee in there. I'm like, dude, I'm sorry, but I've been here since Saturday, man. Didn't they tell you we're doing a TV show? What TV show? I said, it's a sports talk show. It's on Game Plus TV. What do you talk about? Well, flame, stampede, everything. Talk soccer? <laughs> no. Well, you should be talking soccer on there. I said, Lucien, if you come on the show, we'll talk soccer. That's the thing. I'll go introduce you to him after yeah. the show because he's still working right now. Last minute. Last minute of play in the RP show. Toughest part for me today is deciding, are we going to go to the buffet for lunch or supper? I'm leaning towards supper. Okay. Or maybe we'll, this is a word that I invented a few years ago. Maybe we'll do it for lupper. Kind of the in-between. Let's do it. I mean, absolutely, whatever. I'm, I'm up for whatever. Um, but yeah, it's go twice. Yeah, vote on our poll. Yeah, we should. We could go twice. Vote on our poll, uh, everybody. Who do you support in Pissygate? Leon Dreisaitl, Jim Matheson, both or neither? And I voted for neither. And, man, I can't wait for the Orders and Panthers, but that's not till Thursday night. A lot It's going to go down between now and then. Yeah. Thanks to Jermaine Franklin. Thanks to Jim Lang. Thanks to all of you for tuning us in. Support our sponsors, please including Tough for Men to Come, including Bronco Plumbing and Heating, including the Grey Eagle, all of them. And we'll see you tomorrow here at noon Eastern on Game Plus TV. Let's make some noise! For more Rod Peterson on demand, visit rodpeterson.com. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.